Hello, you're... welcome to episode eleven. Yep. Today we're talking about stress and uh, how stress can be controlled to a degree. But then stress comes from what we can't control, and it comes from letting go of your feeling of responsibility to control that stress. Yeah. Those things. Does that make sense? It made sense. It made sense. Yeah, no, I feel like there's many ways. There's, this topic is really broad because there's loads of ways to manage stress. So um, before we even get into it, we just want to know, I was going to say put it in the comments, but it's not video anymore. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's not, we're not on YouTube. So anyway, what's, I want to ask you, what, how do you deal with stress? What's like your methods of dealing with it? Mm. Well, it, I think there's different types of stress. So mm. there's kind of like, there's like existential stress, which is kind stress. of like worrying about, <laughs> everything on the outside of your life like the ma the major things like oh like you know i don't know like like climate change or something like that because yeah, like yeah, people yeah. are like genuinely like kind of on the outside of what they think about stressed about that and, but there's not really anything you can do about that i mean there is in on a major scale not on really a major scale yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's like not really like natural disasters like people that live mm. by volcanoes like you might be like kind of slightly worried that <laughs> it might erupt at some point so that's like one form of stress and then you've got like what else have you got i get guess you've got like and just all the different aspects of your life there's, but how i do that's not really important how i deal with stress is number one like breathing if I feel like I'm getting anxious, I know that that manifests itself in terms in my body. So like yeah. one thing I notice is like my hands will like clench or or like people, you see people and they walk around, they're like really tight. It's like, yeah. you could just tell, like they talk like really fast and they're really like agitated, especially people that use a lot of caffeine. That's like, those two are highly connected. Um, mm. But yeah, in, in terms of in terms of dealing with that, breathing is one of them because that will just completely relax your system like we've spoke about before and then addressing the cause of the stress and assessing my actions and the way I think about the the thing that's stressing me out because a lot of times we get stressed out and worried about things that like you don't really need to be stressed about you know because like some things you do you do need to be worried about like for example like financial stress like if I'm if I've got no money I'm I'm slightly worried about that I'm like well this is an issue but then, you know, it's how much of an issue. And then, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think stress is like, because I don't know whether I think stress is like useful or not. Yeah, I, was, I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Like, you don't know whether stress can be used as like, well, everything can be used as a fuel, but like positive and negative. Um, so I think how I deal with stress mainly is, it's kind of like a mix. It's, it's, it's breathing. So meditation, but at the same time, as I'm doing that, well, I would take a breath, but then in my brain, I'll just slow down or see my brain and just remain present because right. with stress comes with like loads of noise in your head, right? Like we, maybe it's a build that, like you said, financial stress, maybe it's a build that you're worried about. And then throughout the day, that might be playing through your head like, oh man, I got to pay rent. Oh, no, 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 no. And that's just noise. Yeah. So I just use, personally, I just use breathing to just calm that down. Um, whatever the stress may be uh and you picked up on a good point actually where stress can be like felt through the body mm. and through the voice even tone of voice and even just facial expressions like just through the body because body language is 90 percent of communication so you mm. can tell when someone's stressed their posture's off everything is tight like you said maybe they they clench you said the clenching of the fist but they clench the jaw yep, yep. um 
like loads of twitches and stuff. A um, lot less eye contact. There's a lot of things that you can just pick up on. Um, yeah. And I just feel like breathing is maybe the easiest universal way for everybody, because everyone breathes, right? To kind of like do. And then everyone else can have their little other ways that is personal to them and how to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, like we said, that's just like one small aspect of mm. of like dealing with stress. But I've got an interesting definition here. So it's stress yeah. is usually a reaction to mental or emotional pressure. It's often related to feeling like you're losing control over something, but sometimes there's no obvious cause. When you're feeling anxious or scared, your body releases stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol. So that's very interesting. Like, I would say that would that's kind of saying that stress is linked to fear, definitely, but also pressure. That's interesting. So, like, responsibility is linked to is linked to stress. And so, the more responsibility you have in your life, maybe the more stress you feel. But then, I don't know. I feel like your capacity to respond to stre- stressful situations just increases the more you put put difficult situations in front of you. So, like, if I'm out constantly stepping outside of my comfort zone i become almost comfortable outside of my comfort zone like my comfort zone expands so far and and reaches so many different landscapes that i can i can i can perform well in all these different situations that you never thought before when your comfort zone is smaller that you could perform in those yeah situations yeah yeah, yeah, no i agree like like with hospitality definitely because Mm -hmm. now i'm at a point where i'm like working three different jobs but the transition is almost seamless because i've got so much experience working on the bar and serving customers now like on tables when i've gone to like new establishments it's just been like seamless like i just i know how things generally work and there's like little nuances to different places but of course generally the skills are pretty transferable Skills, all skills are transferable. It's just, it's to to think skills aren't transferable is just putting a limiting belief on yourself because I don't think, and you don't have a limit. Like no one has any limits. Like, and it ties down to kind of like, I want to tie it into when you said about the capacity, like different people have different levels of capacity um, in terms of like how much stress they can take on. Okay. And how much pressure they can take on. So this ties into what you're saying about <clears throat> the comfort zone. Like maybe something that stressed you two years ago. If you if you feel like you're an evolved version of yourself now, that thing won't stress you now because mm-hmm. you've expanded, you've evolved as a human being. You've expanded your capacity to handle pressure. You've evolved, right? So I feel as though many stresses or yeah, that's the word, isn't it? Stresses can be really ironed out just as long as you aren't panicking about it like you shouldn't panic about anything that happens in your life you should just look at it sit with it and respond to it accordingly that's where I feel like it, it separates the the one one percenters I'll put that in quotes because that can you can take that anyhow you any way you can or any way you want to but that's what separates the people that are successful in life or whatever you want to deem as successful and the people that are not so successful, like they have an ability to whatever comes their way. They don't actually see it as an obstacle. They just see it as a situation that can be transmuted into something that can help them. So it's like at the gym. Yeah. 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 Example. Oh, a newcomer at the gym. is not going to bang as much weights as a person who's been banging 
uh, I think I've used this analogy before. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the the weight doesn't the gym doesn't get easier. You just get stronger. So yeah, but this links because I would say exercise is like a form of stress because it it technically is. You're lifting weight, so you're stressing out stressing, your muscles. Yeah, which is like literally, if you stress your muscles too much, you overwork them, and then you don't grow as much. But if you just stress them a little bit and stimulate them, that actually word, yeah. increases growth. So you've got to look at stress in your life as like stimulation for growth so, so you think okay look i'm really stressed out at my job it's like well okay that means in your job you are required to grow in order for this to be inside of your comfort zone because if you're getting really stressed out by something like if i'm lifting a weight that's really heavy it's going to be really stressful it's going to be hard that's outside my comfort zone because it's, it's quite heavy so it's like to do that you will grow like growth comes at the point of resistance at the end of the day so you have to push yourself but don't kill yourself so use yeah, exactly, stress yeah. as a tool because it, it, I think it's called hormesis is, is, the, is the scientific term for it. It's like having a really cold shower or, or sitting in the oh, sauna. Right, yeah, yeah. Small mm. amounts of like poison or things that are deemed to be harmful or toxic actually turn out to be beneficial if used in small doses because you develop like resiliency, which is like what you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, I just want to go back into just another uh, maybe method that people can use. So we've highlighted yes. breathing. So uh, another one is having a good support system around you, whether it be just friends, family, where if you feel like, like, for example, different types of stress, there could be family stress. You might not know how to handle that, but if you have a good support system, um, you can vent that to people that will take your... Um, conversation is not they won't judge you about it they'll just actually help you that's another big thing because i feel personally like yesterday I'm, i must have had some 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 situations that happened and i didn't know how to really because i'm so self-sufficient i'm an only child like i'm just i understand how my brain works i'm like oh i can deal with stuff and i deal with it and i let it go but sometimes because i'm always on the go and i sometimes don't feel like i have an off button i feel as though I've dealt with a situation, but I technically haven't, and it's still right. in there. And then I'll still use that as fuel, but I haven't fully kind of like processed it. And then there will come a point where I'm, I'm at, there'll just be loads of emotion at one time. And I'm like, whoa. And what I've started to do more recent, more frequently, sorry, is with the support system I have in terms of just certain individuals, I've just vented that and it really helped really helped last night and i never thought it was gonna help like that because like i said in my head i'm like oh, i can deal with it but it's really really useful so if you got anyone who's listened to this if you have a good support system don't be afraid to just just put it out there because they can help you in ways that you never thought they could help you in. yeah exactly like articulating the things that you're having problems with to your friends and expressing your emotions around people that know your character is a very positive, helpful thing for you to do because it just helps you deal with it. Like it's a, it's a, it's an old saying, but it's like a problem shared is a problem halved yeah. because you get another brain on it. And it's like, yeah, if the people will give you bad advice, like don't, don't trust everyone's advice. Cause like I've given bad <laughs> advice <Same. laughs> and it's like shit, but I've also given a lot of good advice and people have right. given me like really bad advice. I'm like, mate, if I follow this, <laughs> I would not be in a good place right now. Thank God I didn't listen to you. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh. But yeah, nah, yeah. Friends, mate. 
have friends. good ones. Like, look, look you at go. your friends because your friends will be a direct contributor to being very stressed out. If your mates are like really stressed out all the time, you're you will be more stressed out. Like, that's a fact. Point blank you, period. Yeah, if you're if you're around people who are just like really chill, like for example, me going and and doing like getting massages, right? That's me spending like an hour every two weeks with someone who's like extremely chill and is like helping me become more relaxed. So then my overall levels of stress is just massively dropped just by the interaction with one person. And it's like, if I'm at work, you know, I might have a manager who I don't like, who's very stressed out themselves and they're projecting that onto me. That's going to contribute to my stress. But obviously that's something I don't necessarily have total control over right. like i can't necessarily get rid of the person however i can take action like we said about taking responsibility i can own that and be like okay how can i like improve my relationship with this person to the point where i understand them and they feel like i understand them and we don't have this confliction which is actually the root cause yeah. of the stress you know looking for solutions rather than focusing mm -hmm. on the problems that's a big mistake that so many people make is it's like when you think, right, when people are driving on the motorway and they crash, why do they crash into lampposts? So you know you're not supposed to hit the lamppost. You could hit everywhere else other than the lamppost. And what happens is people start to spin. They lose control. And then they focus on the lamppost. Like, I don't want to hit the lamppost. I don't want to hit the lamppost. And then you hit the lamppost because you yeah. move towards what you focus on. So don't focus on the problems. Focus on where you want to go, which is your goals, like which we talked about in like episode three or whatever. Yeah. And... <clears throat> You highlight a lot of things that it's like, I think a lot, what me and you do is we just, very, we're very good at breaking things down into little pieces and yes. seeing the whole jigsaw puzzle in, in little parts to then understand the bigger picture as a whole. So that's another thing. If you are stressed, whoever's listening, that's something you want to do. Like it kind of links to what I was saying. So you slow down everything in your brain and then you just sit with it. And then if you sit with it, you're giving yourself a chance to actually think about it and then break it down and then mitigate certain things and then actually understand why you're stressed and understand the core reason and then sort it out. Cause I feel like everyone's just panicking. Like I understand with, uh, in the world, like it's coronavirus, everything's quite tense in the atmosphere. Not as so now, cause England's in the final mate, it's coming home. I don't know if that's gonna age well, <laughs> but- uh, It's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Things are quite positive now, but for a long period of time, everything in the atmosphere was tense. Everyone was jittery. Everyone was panicky. And you can feel it as a collective. So it's just your duty. Just don't let, like Ethan said, there are some things that you can't control, like what's happening, but you are in control of yourself. So just slow it down, take some deep breaths, and break it down, and you'll find yeah. the answer, mate. Yeah. You'll find like it. With, with the pandemic, like it's a great example of internal versus external, because I, I think there's a point I haven't touched on that I do want to touch on. We've talked about making decisions, right? And making decisions, from my perspective, is a battle. There's usually, we talk about the yin and yang, there's usually two conflicting interests at play when it comes to like making two different decisions. So say like, you get confronted with these choices all the time and it's like you have control to choose what you want to choose so it's like you can choose the path that's going to make you worse or the path that's going to make you better and that that depends so it's like for example i might be walking through a supermarket or say like um, a shopping center 
and see like a Krispy Kreme donut and be like, oh, yeah, I want to eat donuts. <laughs> and that, that's, that's my brain telling me, like make it, giving me a suggestion, like not the negative part of my brain because it's not negative. It's just trying to help me survive. Like that's one thing I realized is that my brain is literally just trying to help me survive to like eat more calories. Like that's literally how it's like, we could just eat some donuts right now. And it's like, yeah, okay. It's like, yeah, but eating donuts consistently is not going to improve my health. And it's going to make me feel like really bad for the whole day. And I'm going to have bad energy and then my body's going to look worse and that's going to put me on a bad cycle. So that's like, that's not, not necessarily fully negative, because if I've been eating healthy that whole week, having one donut is not a big deal. It's fine because yeah. it's like enjoying life and experiencing life. That is true. But obviously there's the balance of it, which is the yin and the yang of it. Make it so that one helps the other. But oh, I know I was going into a bigger point and I've gone so deep. I don't know if I can like crawl my way back out of it and try and get to the bigger point. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> It was something to do with, okay, you just go, you just go. Yeah, no, but you, that's a good point. Cause it's like, this is the thing. Like I was going to, about the food, about the crispy donuts, the crispy donuts. Crispy donuts. Crispy donuts. Oh, mate, my belly just went. <laughs> so, oh man. Oh yeah. There you go. Actually, there's a point. It was trying to get away from me. If you are stressed, doing things that make you uh, happy in the moment, like, I don't know, playing your favorite game, eating that one donut a week that you, you want to reward yourself with, um, maybe spending time with a certain friend you don't even necessarily spend time with, just something that you really like to do that you don't really do a lot. That's gonna, if you are stressed in that moment, just finding one of those things, maybe playing football or playing basketball, whatever it is, that's also a good thing to do. Just distract. It's good to distract the mind then, but also don't distract your mind so much that you kind of uh, neglect the stress and actually don't fully deal with it, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, that's the point I wanted to make. Okay, I, re I remember my point now. Go on, so basically, I was linking it back to the battle. So. This oh, battle yeah. in your mind is present in almost every decision that you're making. So you 100%. need to think, you need to be, the reason why we talk about presence being so important is because if you're present, it means you have sort of more of an understanding of how the decisions are leading to certain things. So you start off the day, if you meditate, you then make a good decision to like drink some water and then you make a good decision. Oh, I'm going to go out for a walk right now. And then you make another good decision. You're like, oh, I'm going to plan what I want to do for the day. And this, this is the power of momentum. Once you start doing a good habit and you, and you start encouraging the part of your personality and character, which is really positive and healthy and like motivated, which it's in you, like it's in you, even if you're really depressed right now and you're not like that happy and life isn't going as well as you think or know it could, that's okay. Because momentum, like you just have negative momentum. That's literally all it is where you've spot you're spiraling. Because I think you're either gaining momentum positively or you're spiraling. Most people are one or the other. And it's like mm -hmm. the, with people, the degree to which they're, they're um, making progress, like the, the angle of their trajectory is different. Like for me, for example, I'm working so hard at the moment to improve myself, to make as much money as I can. I think I'm on a pretty good trajectory and I'm making lots of progress. But there's some people who like have only just been listening to this podcast and like maybe they've implemented like one or two little things and it's like well you're not going to feel the power of the momentum it's like massive action leads to massive results so you have to like 
do a lot of the stuff what we're saying and Mm -hmm. it's like you have to think of your mind right from from my perspective like like you're trying to conquer your own mind like you're, you're on a journey and it's you the person who's making decisions is you and you have to then fight what your brain is kind of trying to push you in a direction you have to fight there and control your mind and lead your mind you know act like you're going to battle like you're going to war and i've got a really good analogy for it but i'll get into it on another one but okay yeah that's yeah. just a, a good point to think about you know think 100 percent. the more like you are it's really like okay also another thing I think we've touched on it on a couple of uh, other episodes, but the self-talk, if you, and what you say, um, who you say you are is what you are. If you repeat positive things about yourself, like I'm a warrior or whatever it is, yeah, daily, mate, you are going to somehow become that person that you are continuously saying that you are because words are very powerful. The tongue is very powerful. So if you have, like, for example, if you have a person who has loads of positive self-talk, chances are, versus a person who has a lot of negative self-talk, the positive one is less stressed because I feel as though, well, in, in most situations anyway, if there was like, yeah, that's what I think anyway, because they, they've conditioned their mind to be quite strong and mm. they, they, they repeat, like, for example, a person who repeats, I am powerful, I am strong, I am this they feel as though if there's a stressful situation because of those repetitions, they're now going to become second nature and they're going to go back to, no, I am, I am strong. I am solid. This is, okay. I'm going to deal with this. Whereas as someone who, like you said, is on a negative trajectory, they probably don't have that good self-talk. Mm. They're not going to feel that. They haven't built that fire in them, that ember. That's just, fucking, you know what I mean? That's yeah. burning, mate. They've got and the voice of gonna, doubt. Yeah, they're not going to have that good reference. They're going to have a negative reference, which is then yeah. going to uh, spiral them deep into that abyss of just darkness. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's just Mate, spiraling is like absolutely huge. Like mo- so many people don't really... Like, okay, okay. I'm not against smoking or, or, or like drinking alcohol or doing things that like people think, like how I do perceive them as unhealthy because... Like, if you look at them for the essence of what they are, alcohol is a toxin. Like, it's literally toxic to your system. When you get drunk, you're intoxicated, right? Yeah, yeah, like, you will literally die. Like, like people don't realise this. Millions of people die every year directly because of alcohol. And it's, like, not, not like complete idiots just normal people that just go on a night out and they they end up doing too many too many sambuca shots and tequila and whiskeys and beers and they get alcohol poisoning and they die and it's like literally most people don't even think about that because it's just like a legal drug and you don't think oh yeah well i'm different though it's like yeah no you're not mate you're really not you're just like everyone else and your body is just like almost everyone else's you're not some superhuman that can like drink so how we talk about self-talk you know, positive self-talk can actually be really dangerous because think about it when it goes into drinking. If you're like, I'm a beast, I can drink whatever I want. Like, that's a very you're telling point. your brain, your brain's going to be like, oh, we're good then, let's just drink loads. And you're then all safety and regard is out the window. And it's like, that's dangerous. And that's where it links to, because, okay, that's, I'm very glad you said that because you want to, I think I said this before, you are an, the architect of your own life. A beautiful artist. I just picture like Bob Ross and with his palette of just many colors. He has multiple colors. 
it doesn't have just one color. There's multiple things. So as you're a multifaceted individual that has that can um, that can basically have so many things in your palette, and that they create one complete person. Yeah, you are com- mm. you're you're you are pieces that complete yourself. You're not just one piece. That's just that's it. So where I'm saying about the positive self talk needs to be in in um, combined with a person who is able to be very present which then leads to you like what you said a person who can look at the decisions that you make and think okay because i'm present and also i have positive self-talk okay cool i need to now figure out is this action like the drinking is it efficient for me or is it even safe or responsible or sensible for me to even say oh yeah i'm a beast i can drink or do i need to evaluate that decision a person who's never present will not even go through those thought patterns. They just won't. Yeah. They'll do yeah. exactly what you said. I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, knock it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just go for it. Yeah. But the ability to slow things down is very important. And just the ability to, to understand the dangers of like the yin and yang, man. It's the same. It's a, that's a, exactly what it is. There's yeah. good in the bad and bad in the good. You've just got to, really think about what it is and really think about the decisions that you're making. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Because yeah, that goes back to like my point though, in terms of what I was saying in terms Mm -hmm. of like alcohol, right. I would generally advise people to just understand and, and control your relationship with alcohol. Like don't let any drug control you. Cause I had to cut out energy drinks because I realized I am consuming an energy drink a day. Not only is this hurting me financially, but I, it was sugar free, but the caffeine is still caffeine is a is a powerful drug. People don't realize caffeine is a very powerful drug. And just because it's legal, don't think that it can't massively affect your biochemistry and cause some serious problems, which it does. Because the thing is, right, once you say, oh, this drug is fine, you're then opening the door for it not to be fine. Because it's like it's that it's the same trap, right? When you hang around with like absolute druggies, they're just like, you see them do it and you're like, oh, you're fine. It's like, well, I could do that then. And then that's how you end up doing it. You become one of them. And it's like the same thing with you go around and like your mom, all your whole life, your mom's been drinking tea. It's like, well, you're not going to think there's anything harmful about drinking tea, are you? But really, you know, you could have, you could develop a really abusive addiction-based relationship with caffeine. So it's like control the, the substances that are drugs and like respect them. But then once you respect them and you respect yourself, and how much you're going to use them. And you get very, for me, I have to be quite serious about that because I have like a very addictive personality. Like right. I, I get obsessed with stuff, but that's mm-hmm. like we said, yin and yang, that's good and bad because now I'm just obsessed with like hitting the heavy bag and making podcasts and making TikToks and mm-hmm. being healthier and getting smarter and, you know, all of these things. But I could be, you know, addicted to gambling and all of these different things, which are going to make my life more stressful. So it's about encouraging the habits in your life that are going to make you less stressed and more happy, more productive, more energized, more motivated. That's what you need. That's what you need, mate. Yeah. That is what you need. Yeah. I think that's okay. a, I think that's a great, great ending, mate. Yeah. Um, well, it's been a good one, eh? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, whoever's listening, you enjoyed the podcast. Like we said earlier, please take what we're saying and uh, really think about the points that we're saying, man, because these are really important points in order to add more weaponry to your palate. That's how I'm going to describe it. Weaponry to your palate. You're a yeah. warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, have a great more, weekend. Like, like more brushes. 
like there different, you go yeah so you can paint different pictures that's what it is like create masterpieces man. go out and create masterpieces in your life <laughs> it's coming home yes <laughs>